Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, welcome to the post-game instant reaction to the Texas Tech victory 28-22 over SFA. We are, we're looking, there aren't any, any sites that have stats updated uh, the stat broadcast system from texas tech only has halftime stats espn has nothing cbs has nothing so we're just going to give you our reaction based on what we saw hey man sorry i'm late i'm not sure the, the app was not working for me i am able to pull up some stats on the score app which is a little bit helpful um you know, just a couple of interesting ones that they covered in the broadcast a little bit. Stephen F. Austin held the ball for almost 40 minutes. They had it for 39 minutes, 46 seconds. Tech had it for 20. Uh, you know, Tech only sacked them twice, and one of them was on that last drive. I kind of think that's where I'd like to start is, is – was the defense as bad as it seemed? Because truly, in 40 minutes – the defense only allowed 30 rushing yards, three field goals, and one touchdown. The other touchdown, of course, was that awful pick six. Uh, did you want to kind of just start there? I'm sorry I missed the intro. I'm sorry if I missed you covered some of yeah. this stuff. You were 20 seconds after I started. <laughs> You're fine. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, no, let's, let's start there. Um and, and, okay, so to your point, the defense gave up one touchdown, uh, and on some of those drives, they were super short drives, right? So the defense gave up, um, what is that, 16 total points on maybe like 150 yards? Um, yeah, I this think is that another punt was a field goal. They only gave up a field goal after that somehow. I may have that wrong. And then you had that fourth down fumble that went off of Shuck that – went back something like 50 yards. Um, so, yeah, let, let's just start there. Let's just talk about how the defense probably wasn't as bad as it looked. Um, the game was closer than it should have been. And offensively, um, another game where you, you're you limited in the number of plays or just how much time you have the ball. Um, but at least tonight, this week, when you did have the ball, it it didn't move the way it did last week. Um, Gosh, no. Early on, early on in the game, it was it felt very much like we're going to force feed the ball to Ezekama. There were several drives where that was 
literally the only thing they did is they tried to get the ball to Ezekama. Um, we, we talked about it pregame. We talked about it in, in, in the preview. Um, it's great because he's super talented. Like that's not a bad plan. Utilize your best weapons. Um, but you can't, you can't rely on one player being able to carry you week in, week out. It can't just be Ezukanla every day. Yeah. And to back that up, I mean, he was targeted 10 times, which is more than there were only four other receivers targeted period. They were targeted a combined six times. So Price was targeted twice, White twice. Then Brooks and Mannix were targeted once a piece. I mean, yes, if it's working, keep going. But I don't know what the deal was, but it was not working. <laughs> uh, you know, Azukama missed at least one or two balls that he probably would have caught last week, no problem. But he and Shuck were not on the same page by any means, and I don't know who's at fault there. We probably will never really know. But it was easy to see that they were going in different directions and just not able to connect at all. I, I wanted to bring one other stat up that I saw before we came in. Our main man, Ryan Mainville, who's over at the Dallas Morning News now. Texas Tech compete, completed only 12 passes tonight. It's the lowest amount they've had in a game since 2000. It ties the lowest amount. And the 22 pass attempts were the fewest by a Tech offense since 2000. And now that's – I don't want to get into that too much. I'm more, I'm more worried about the completions than the attempts because, you know, if there's one of these games down the road where Tech's 20 for 22, but they rush for 350 yards or something, no one's going to care, especially if they win convincingly. But a game like this, you're going to pick every single thing apart, uh, especially when the offense was just – so flat and not working, uh, you know, aside from those big chunk plays. And that was where SFA was able to, to eat. I mean, they were able to just get those three, four yard gains. You know, tech wasn't able to do anything unless they broke 20 yards plus. Yeah. That, that's, that's something I want to touch on as well. Um, you weren't able to sustain anything offensively. And I know we kind of started off this conversation talking about defense and um, only scoring 28 when you give up 22 is, is, is obviously going to highlight, you know, you're, it's going to make you feel like your defense was a whole lot worse than it was. Um, and it, it's frustrating that you weren't able to, to, um, you know, in, enforce your will on, on either side of the ball, but on defense, it felt like there were, there were times when, uh, they were going to be able to move the ball on you uh, because they were able to pick up these three, four yards at a time. Um, and they were what five of seven on fourth down again. Like your, your, your defense is, is forcing a lot of short fourth downs and, and, and opportunities where the, the opponent feels like they, they have a good success rate to attempt it, which is why you, you, you know, you've seen, what, a dozen fourth down attempts in two weeks. Um, but the, the, they've all been relatively short. Uh, whereas your offense tonight, it was the big play or nothing. It was, you know, it was bust or nothing. Um, because you had the 75 yard touchdown uh, on what was it? Play three of the game to Ezekama. Uh, yep. You had that 67 yard run from Brooks. 
you had a 50-yard catch from Ezekama that set up a short touchdown drive. Um, Two long back-to-back was, runs by Xavier White. That set up the other one, yeah. So yep. you, you didn't you didn't su- sustain anything, um, and that was part of what 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 helped held you out early. Um, or not early. When, when your offense was struggling, you, you just weren't able to, to continue to move the ball last week. And this week it was most of the game or all the game. You couldn't just move the ball. You had to rely on a, on a superhuman play. Um, whereas on defense, you know, again, you were giving up two, three, four yards at a time, but it was just nickel and dime. Like you, you couldn't get off the field. Yeah. And, and the fourth down uh, conversion, I think it was five for eight. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. eight final but that part i will yeah we'll ding the defense on that we'll also ding them for not sacking self except you know for only twice and they were effective enough they slowed them down enough but these aren't just all fourth and ones where the quarterback's just moving the pile they're moving you know the length of the football these were fourth and four fourth and three I, i mean and, and quarterback scrambles, making them pay on that. I mean, it was just kind of a little bit of everything. I see that Kyle's jumped in here. I, if, if Kyle, if you've got some input from being at the game and getting to experience the one of the quietest crowds of 50,000 plus I've seen, it's Jones in a while. What do you got? Um, not much. <laughs> um I was kind of pleasantly surprised at the number of people there, but yeah, very little energy and sad that you feel like you needed crowd energy against an FCS opponent. Um, I mean, typically those games are the ones where, you know, you're trying to get the backup quarterback some snaps. And so the fact that you needed a fourth down uh, red zone stand just to not lose the game entirely is pretty embarrassing and, makes it harder for the fans to buy in for next week and beyond. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. So, I mean, when we talk about Texas Tech eventually winning this game, um, those that weren't watching or, or weren't, were, you know, moving during that time, whether it was out of the stadium or just turn the game off. Um, Stephen Boston had first and goal with a minute to go. Um, very much could have won this game. Maybe should have won the game. Um, I know that they felt like they had the opportunity to win. Uh, like I said, when you're on the seven-yard line with first down, um, with four opportunities to score, you feel like you, you, you've got 
every every right, every chance to win that game. Um, so I, I'm I'm I left when when I when I was watching this game there at the end. It felt like even though yes, Texas Tech did end up winning this game, that this was a loss. This was definitely it, it's much more than like okay, you didn't you didn't blow the blow them out. You didn't. Uh, you didn't beat them by, by 31 like you were supposed to. Um, you only scored 28 this week as opposed to 38 last week. Like it, it felt very much like like struggling against Central Arkansas several years back. You know, worse than than almost losing to Houston Baptist last year. Like th- this feels like it poked a lot of holes in in the optimism we were feeling. You know, a week ago after beating Houston the way you did, and I think a lot of it had to do with. Some of the concerns you saw against Houston came up again uh, against mm-hmm. an even lesser opponent in, in, in SFA. Um, you weren't able to find a pass rush like you did last week. You weren't able to put pressure on the quarterback. You didn't force them into any turnovers. Um, you know, so if we go there next and talk about the turnover margin, you were minus three on the night. Um, you had was it at least one interception because you, you had the pick six there. Um, there were two because uh, I remember the there were two interceptions and then a fumble. Yeah, on the kickoff on on the punt. Um, so you, you were you're negative and, and the turnover margin there obviously gives SFA more opportunities to score. You gave them short fields, um, whereas last week you were you were, you were plus four. Um, so that'll go a long way in in how this game plays out. Um, but well, and to kind of point I, that I guess the point out, that I'm, I'm sure make is like is going. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I'm sure Houston is is kind of saying the same thing. Like, if we hadn't had those four turnovers, that would have been a whole different game. And we didn't really think about it that way. I didn't. I thought, oh, great, Tech had four turnovers, but same thing. If Tech didn't have those four turnovers, turnovers, it would be an entirely different game, which is kind of what we got to see tonight. And to kind of echo what you were saying too, this does feel worse than Houston Baptist because at least Houston Baptist was the first game of the year. We didn't really know what we had. It was COVID. Things were weird. They were scheduled late. Um, and yes, that still felt bad to give up all those yards in the air that they did. I think they only gave up, I say only, but I think they gave up 350 or so tonight. Uh, like we said, our stats aren't really working for us right now, but uh, it was 30 on the ground and 376 in the air, I believe according to the score app. But yes, this does feel worse because we had the the highs of last week seeing tech play well, even after coming out flat. And then, you know, I talked myself into, well, they came out flat last week, but they won't at home. You know, they're not going to at home because it'll be a pretty full stadium, a pretty packed stadium again. They won't have that excuse. Um, and even if they do, they've shown that they can overcome it. And they did today, but just, I mean, just barely. It, it was just really, uh, it was dull football too. I mean, I, I don't know if I, I don't think I really had a very heavy day, but man, I caught myself kind of drifting off on the couch a few times in the first half. Maybe I ate too much pizza for dinner. I don't know, but it, there was just a lot of things that, we should be a little bit worried about um, if Shuck can't can't get it to anybody but Ezukama. 
people are start to figure that out, especially if the FCS level is able to figure that out enough to where they disrupt that connection. Uh, that's going to spell a lot of trouble. And that's kind of what we were hoping would happen today is, is to see some other receivers catch, catch passes and see what they can do. But it was more of an optimistic, ah, you know, throw, throw as a comma a couple, but let's really just spread it around because we can, because we'll be able to. And that was not the case today. No, for sure. So before we wrap up, guys, if there's anything else, anybody else that wants to jump on and, and share your thoughts, you're obviously welcome to just to send the request in. We'll preview you jump up on the stage and give us your thoughts on the game uh, before we wrap up. But Michael, where do you, where do you see Texas Tech going from here? Like, is this an, an anomaly or now that we've seen the same concerns for bits of both of these games, is this now more of a concern that your one, your offensive line isn't very good. and not going to be able to give Shuck the time that he needs to, to, to get the ball down the field or to anybody else besides as a Um, your defensive line can't get a pass rush. Um, like, are these now trends that we're going to see and just like, this is what we need to be prepared for, for this season, or is it still a little early? Do you think? I think it's slightly early, My only, not my only, but my main hope hinges upon Chuck finding a better connection with those other receivers. Uh, it's, it's got to be more than just Azukama that he has the ability to, to hit deep or just shoot across them. I mean, as a comma's not running across the middle that much. Well, he did kind of on that first touchdown, but, uh, I think that's something that can be worked on and fixed. Um, but like you said, if he's not getting time to throw it, then who cares? He can't make that connection anyway, but he can, if he's trying to hit an inside guy, I, I'm a, I'm still a little hopeful there. I'm slightly hopeful too, that, uh, you know, Kansas State had a rough, rough night tonight with an FCS opponent. Texas lost big on the road to Arkansas. I'm, I'm just thinking that in the big picture, uh, the Big 12, you know, there may be some more winnable games down the road than we thought. Um, you know, after seeing Kansas State come out so strong against Stanford last week, I wasn't so sure, but they struggled tonight as well, too. So I'm going to try not to put too much into it. But dang, if if we can't get a pass rush on an FCS team, if you know he was pressured a little bit, uh, but two sacks—that's just not acceptable. You've got to bring him to the ground more than that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Dan did send a request in to speak. I'm just going to make sure that he he's got something he wants to say before we move on. But um, yeah, I mean. If you look around the rest of the Big 12, you did mention Kansas State and Texas. Um, Oklahoma State also struggled. Their offense looks fairly anemic uh, without Chuba Hubbard. There was a stat I saw during the game that they had run, you know, in six quarters this year, they, they'd run for like 40-something yards. Or no, it was yeah. 80, 80 yards on 40 attempts. Um and if you're if you're asking Spencer Sanders to carry a team like that, it's not going to work out so well. Um, but you can't you, you can't 
rely on other teams having you know, just being worse than you. You gotta, you gotta figure out how to, how to yeah, you're right. Better. That's a, that's a terrible strategy. <laughs> you got to make improvements um, and get better. Dan, what do you got, man? What do you got to say for us? You there? I see. Maybe you up he there. didn't mean to send the request. Oh, he's not. There he is. He's showing mine. Well, sorry we can't hear you, man. So, I guess let me pose this one question then. Um, had SFA been able to connect and complete that last drive, where would that leave Matt Wells and the team? Um, is that, is this a, is this you know, a, we uh, joked about this. You're done? <laughs> Like at the end of the season, we, at the we end joked of the night. about this, but yeah, when when we did, I think we were we were more joking of the scenario of um, losing in Houston, winning versus Stephen F. Austin, because of course you're going to win against SFA. Why wouldn't you, right? And then losing against FIU. I think that was a scenario we kind of joked with during our preview that you know that would be the end of it. Um, I don't think it would have been here. Um, I think a lot of people would have wanted it. I wouldn't blame them, but I don't think Hoka would have pulled it. Now, if if they were, I think basically the scenario was if they were one and two going into Austin, then yeah, maybe something would have happened. But just Tech doesn't have a track record of doing that. That doesn't mean things can't change. Uh, I just think Hoka's found his guy, and he's tied to him. At this point, Hokut's really tied to Matt Wells' success, and it's not going to look great when he fires him in the middle of the season because then people are going to start asking uh, about his job too. Yeah. So we'll obviously have the, the preview uh, for Florida International that will come out Tuesday night, Wednesday morning this upcoming week. We'll have some final thoughts on the SFA. Hopefully we'll have some stats to back it up. I'm not sure if if they were just having some staffing issues like they had elsewhere in the stadium tonight or if they were just like, screw it, we're not going to bother with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Because it, it's it's not just the stat broadcast system at, at at Texas Tech though it's like it's not on ESP it's not anywhere else so I'm not sure yeah, and it's, why there's it's, no stat tracking for this game available anywhere yeah and even the stuff I said y'all um, take it with a grain of salt because they, they show Izakama had 59 receiving yards which we know is not true unless I missed something where he was sacked for an 80 yard loss or something so I I don't know if even the stats I read tonight were from the score were accurate, but the the only stat that matters is tech did get that win, right? Two and O are we, are we excited? Yeah, about I that? mean, that's maybe, that, maybe not, not in this fashion, but two and O is two and O. Well, I mean, it, it, it definitely, you know, it keeps the question from being, you know, more seriously asked, like, what is going to happen with Wells? Because he did, but the team did win tonight. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, and just where you go from here, I'm not just sure. A, a tiny bit of reference of, who was it? Um, Florida International did beat Long Island pretty handily. Long Island lost tonight. 
to West Virginia, 66 to zero. The Florida International lost tonight, I believe in a one score game to Texas State for whatever that's worth. We don't really know yet, but we'll dig into that more for the, the preview. I see, I see we got Brian, Brian on. Would you like to give us your thoughts on this fine game you got to watch this evening? Hello. Can you hear me? Hey, man, we can hear you. Yes, cool. Sir. Uh, yeah. Um, so just, uh, one of the things I want to point out is like a lot of FBS teams are struggling with FCS teams. And, um, I think the reason of that is like the super senior year. Um, you know, they, they just have, they have guys coming back. They have transfers from FBS schools. So they're, they're, they're a little better. They're not some, somebody that you just can walk over and just expect to walk over. But, um, I, I, I do think that we're not opening up the playbook because I'm not seeing, you know, slants going on or, yeah. you know, anything that, that, we used to do to just try to, you know, blow the game wide open on anybody. And it does seem like we did step on the gas when we needed to. Um, so I don't know if we're just being vanilla with our play calling or what's going on there, but I do think that, um, having the, uh, super seniors everywhere is kind of making it hard on everyone. No, that's a good thought. And, you know, definitely those short yardage plays. They're just non-existent. We haven't, I don't know if we've seen an inside receiver catch more than three or four passes yet in a game this yeah, year. Yeah. We're not doing like, you know, the, the quick, you know, two step drop backs and, you know, guy across the middle. You're not seeing our, our uh, what are they? The, the inside receivers getting much play. Um, mm-hmm. it, it just seems like when we really need to do something, both offense and defense, that's when it, that's when we step up, but, it was also a sloppy game for the most part. Um, like kind of like what y'all were describing, what y'all saw in the fall scrimmage. Um, like, you know, it, it, that had y'all worried. And then, you know, in the Houston game, it's like second half, we just played flawless on both sides. And mm-hmm. it just seemed like a lot of mistakes on this one, including that, what was it? Third and 45 or something. Just yeah. giving stuff up like that. Just stupid mistakes. Yeah, that second and 30 was brutal. I mean, Hutchins finally got to the quarterback, but yeah, let's not rip the helmet off when you get there and give him a first down. Right. Um, and I did, I mean, penalties, yeah, penalties were bad. The SFA, they had 10 penalties. Tech had six. You know, of course, this is according to the score, so we'll see if it's right, but that seems right. I mean, it just seems like they were calling penalties left and right. I think the refs were trying to get a handle of stuff quickly. You know, calling as a common an unsportsmanlike penalty on the third play of the game kind of set the tone. But man, well, you know, and then, and then common drop, dropping passes that are like, you know, right there in his face. That that was just very unlike him. And then, you know, I've seen Tyler Shuck just ridiculously overthrow so many passes. It's like, you know, what what what's going on here? You know, it's it's just a very lack of execution, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, you know, to go back to your original point, Brian, we do know that SFA has has a a ton of guys on their roster from the D1 level, from Power Five schools. They they have a ton of transfers on there. Um, That's certainly going to help bring their their total skill level up and talent and depth and all that kind of stuff. Um, 
still, you, you know, you would hope that, that you were just that much more talented, that much deeper, that you wouldn't have to rely on a last minute uh, goal line stand. Um, but you know, you, you made some good points though. Like the, the offense in general, like it was just, it was out of sync. They, Shuck wasn't connecting with, with the receivers. He wasn't able to find anybody else besides Ezu Kanma. And, um, you know, the, the running game, you had, you know, a few big broken plays, um, but the offensive line again, uh, just seemed to struggle. And, you know, all this is going to have to continue to, to, to get better and improve if you're going to win more than your non-conference games this year, um, which I think we all, all hope for, uh, especially last week. We, we saw that it was possible that the team could play really well on both offense and defense. Um, and then throughout the week of preparation, you, you hear all the coach speak that we respect all of our opponents uh, we don't over, overlook anybody, and then to come out the way they did, it's like, well, you you did overlook Stephen F. Austin, and, and it almost cost you the game. Um, but yeah, and I, I think it was a a fear we all had because we've seen it happen across the country with with a lot of FBS schools last week. I mean, you know, just you, you know, you start thinking like, man, you know these these guys must really suck to struggle against these FCS schools. But then here we are doing what they did, you know? And, and so that, 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 that's why I just think, you know, it's just, it's just deeper across the landscape of college football and, and, you know, all these guys, they want to win and the, you know, they get their fifth chance to go to FBS school and, and beat the snot out of them if they can. So um, a, a lot of it has to do with, you know, their enthusiasm coming into the game and, and you know, they they prep all off season. They say, hey, yeah, we're going to go play Texas Tech at their home. We got a game plan for them. And, and uh, of course, we might even take it a little light also because we're trying to get through these two weeks without injuring anybody. And uh, – and, and then, you know, and then we got Texas coming up after that. We don't want to go into that game with a lot of key players out. So I don't know. May, maybe we do kind of hold back a little bit while the other team is just, you know, playing lights out. Yeah. And credit to Carthel and, and that to, uh, to come into Lubbock like he did and set the tone early. As soon as his offense got the ball, they, you know, they were going for it on fourth downs. I, I think at least three times the first drive. And if they'd have kicked that field goal instead of going for the end zone on that third, fourth down, I mean, we're talking about an even different ball game, but yeah, I mean, credit to them. Like you said, they were, um, you know, they were coming in to, to win and to compete. They weren't just coming in to be a, a practice squad. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Hey, thanks, Brian. Uh, Josh, Jaron, Kyle, Michael, Dan, if you guys have any thoughts, Please feel free to, to request to join us up on the stage. We'll, we'll definitely hear, hear your thoughts on the game before we wrap up tonight. Um, you know, I think where where I'm at tonight, obviously being supremely disappointed that you didn't do what what I think everybody had hoped for, and and that you executed uh, as well as you did against uh, Houston in the second half. Um, that you didn't continue to, to build on that. Uh, have a big, exciting game um, 
you know, it's, it, it happens, but it, I'm not sure, you know, if that was just one night or if it's going to be uh, something that's going to continue to haunt, uh, haunt this team moving forward. Um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely see have another data point uh, next week when, when Florida international comes into town. Um, and then, you know, we get into the conference schedule. So, if there's no one else, Michael, you got any any parting thoughts for us tonight? Nothing for me, man. Uh, you know, a win is a win, but this this sure doesn't feel good. <laughs> so, uh, on to Florida International, and and we'll uh, prep for them next week. Yeah. So, guys, thanks for joining us tonight on the 23 Personnel Post Game Instant Reaction. Uh, post-game podcast we'll have the preview for florida international and the final wrap on tonight's game versus sfa texas tech does win 28 22 uh that that episode will come out tuesday tuesday night wednesday morning uh until then we'll catch you next time thank you for listening to the 23 personnel podcast and sharing our fandom for the texas tech red raiders you can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.